Welcome to the after show with Mike and Kelly. I am your introducing host this week, Kelly Gamont. With me as always, my partner in podcasting crime for lo these many years, Mike Rose. Hi, Mike. Lo these many years. How's it going, Kelly? <laughs> Good. Um, I Part of the reason lo this many years kind of hit home for me is because I use an app called Time Hop. And yeah. it shows like the, your, your social nonsense on this day you know, through the years. And, uh, and so for off and on for the last month or so, it's been showing me old Macworld tweets and Aye. Instagrams and what have you. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So kids back in the before times when, when we used to gather in large groups and breathe on one another, um, <laughs> shout, ima- imagine, imagine yourself in a room Picture yourself on a boat in a river. Picture Imagine it. yourself in a room. Picture it, San Francisco. In San Francisco with a band playing and lots of people drinking and standing in dark rooms with upwards of 500 people shouting directly into one another's faces. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and not like, no such thing as a bubble. People nope. you may not have known before you walked into the room that night. Yep. Possibly giving one another tattoos. Who can say? Um, and okay, they were they were temporary. Temporary um, tattoos. But yeah, I, I've some of the pictures the from from Cirque, Cirque de Mac and from the um, and from like parties at Jillian's. And and sometimes they're circ- the, like the pictures are coming up and it's other people having a conversation. And suddenly it's like, oh yeah, I have a I have a picture. That's a picture of Mike Rose, and I have another picture of Mike Rose where he has the same expression. To which I say, <laughs> I have basically three expressions. And the one that appears in both these photographs is Tipsy Bonhomie. Um, so <laughs> that's funny. Uh, mine are uh, talking and uh, laughing, and um, and if you combine those I two, I think that's, that's it. Ca- no, no, you put them together. That's karaoke. Oh well, yeah. That's the expression. True. It's talk. If you if you were yeah. to imagine someone talking and laughing at the same time. <laughs> It's that face. <laughs> kind of um, is. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the time hop updates anymore. Uh, I think I, I think the app lost its connection to me, which is which is um, sad. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, definitely. I I see those. I see the the Facebook echoes of them. Uh-huh. Um. I am I'm actually really glad that there's not a a a. Twitter, a native Twitter time hopping feature that would be terrifying. <laughs> it would be, but it, it is be terrifying. It is funny because you know there was a there was a period of some years, you know, mm-hmm. t- twelve to th- you know, thirteen, twelve or thirteen years ago, until about you know nine, eight or nine years ago, mm-hmm. where everything I tweeted that wasn't a reply to somebody ended up on Facebook, <laughs> and and it was just. It was ridiculously confusing for the people in my life who were not, you know, who, that there was no online. Twitter at that point. Yeah, right. Like I so, don't know what this is. What are What are you doing? Yeah. So so yeah, but it, but it is funny to see those coming back and be like, oh wow, that was totally random. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. like watching the internet go by. That's one of my favorite Mac oh, that, memories. That that was at yeah, that was with uh, Christina Warren, and Sean King, at the at the late lamented sports bar on 4th Street that was part of the Marriott Marquis. Oh yeah. At that That's corner. What that, was. that corner across across from mm-hmm. what is now Metreon at the t- I think at the time that wasn't even Metreon yet. Um It was cuz the was only it? time I, whenever whenever when I was regularly going to Macworld that was mm-hmm. always the Metreon. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm just like so that maybe was like oh seven yeah you, con- I mean you went to way more times. of them than I do so than I did so yeah but there was yeah. it, but it was definitely that uh, that afternoon it was the day before you know the it was the day before the show started and there was a bunch of a bunch of uh, Mac Mac mm-hmm. Journo types sitting in that bar um, Shram was there you mm-hmm. were there yes uh, Victor Dave mm-hmm. me Sean King Christina Nick. Oh um uh Chris Ulrich. So many people. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it was there were a lot of people there. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um good times. 
Hey everybody, welcome to the after. Welcome back to the after show. So we are we are in 2021. We are focused on our uh, commitment to bring you the best in podcasting entertainment every other week, and also the after show, and also <laughs> it's like bring bring you the best, and also this. Um, but uh, we got a few things we wanted to talk about this week. One of them. Um, I I watched something yesterday that uh, blew my mind. Yes, and so it, now Kelly and I have not we have not talked about this. Our our preparation for the show maybe maybe folks would like to understand this. Our preparation for the show is, shall we say, slipshod. Um, <laughs> other folks might say improvisational, but we don't usually have more than than a, a, a very bare outline of what we want to discuss. Yeah, we let let the show go where it wants to. It's a uh, a, a, a two to three minute conversation before like. Hey, what's up? What do you want to talk about? Um, who's introducing the show? And yep. then, uh, and then we sort of uh, drop a few little notes in, and then that's it. Like, we start with much like, much like. I feel like this is maybe a disturbing trend. Much like many podcasts of which I am a part, um, <laughs> we start with an outline and the best of intentions, and what we get at the end is no. <laughs> usually, has no resemblance to what we what we were aiming for at the beginning. I that I mean not to not to go all sacrilegious on you, but that sounds like a fantastic summary of the Book of Genesis. Start with an outline and the best of intentions. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I remember of the Book of Genesis. That sounds about right. So. It's just it's it's close. Um, but but so I I only bring up the 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 notion of of outlining or or topics, insofar as to say I said before we started the show I said to Kelly I want to talk about a show. On yes. Hulu, a thing on Hulu. A Hulu and she said, show. I want to talk about a show on Hulu. I said, Well, don't tell me because let's find out if maybe we're talking about the same thing. I'm so, pretty sure we're not because I think I know what you might be talking about and I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So, what I'm talking about was is something that I actually only found out about because people were talking about it on the social meds, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, Derek uh, Del Gaudio, I believe this is how his last name is pronounced. Mm -hmm. uh, a show called In and of Itself. Correct. Okay. And this is a this is a filmed version of his stage show mm -hmm. that ran for 500 and something performances off Broadway mm -hmm. in New York um uh prior to prior to being shut down when uh when live theater shut down in the when city. Broadway shut down. When Broadway shut <laughs> yeah. down. And 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 he is a it, I mean he's a performer and a and a storyteller and a monologuist but he is primarily known as a as an illusionist mm -hmm. as a as a sleight of hand artist and a close-up magician uh in the vein of of ricky jay and other yeah. other performers uh -huh. i'd never seen anything he had done i'd never heard of him doing anything i but i saw people talking about this and the mm -hmm. and the film version of the show was actually produced by was directed by the stage show was directed by frank oz the film i think was also mm -hmm. directed by frank oz i think so and it was produced by um Stephen Colbert and his wife mm -hmm. uh, were, the, were the executive producers of this film. And and I can't tell you much about it without Everything I it. know about it, it is everyone has sort of that same review. Uh, right. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, and you should not go, go looking for other people who will tell you anything about it. You should just know the name of it is in and of itself, and you should go watch it. And that's right. why you need to know. Should set, a, set, aside, set aside an hour, hour and 20 minutes, hour 30 minutes to watch it. But I will say that um, there aren't a lot of there's not a lot of showy um, showy illusions card mm -hmm. card tricks or or mentalism in it mm -hmm. but what happens in the last 10 minutes of that <laughs> show uh -huh. it is absolutely mind-boggling okay it's it's straight up mind-boggling and what I can tell you is that, what I can tell you what you can glean from the trailer. He's talking. He he's going to talk about experiences in his life. He mm -hmm. he is compared. The metaphor for the whole show is a is a game of Russian roulette. So there are, there are six okay. chambers that he's he's talking about that are different stories of his life. Um, but on the way into the theater, when the audience comes in, they walk by a wall that has hundreds of different cards on it mm -hmm. that say, I am, and then 
a one word description a mm-hmm. a mom a, a a warrior a coward uh a soothsayer uh an accident a a a, a pushy person like whatever mm-hmm. all these different occupations identifiers and so forth mm-hmm. and but but you can only choose one and if once you take once you take it as an audience member it's not available to anybody else okay so to any of each other can only be one one uh of each of one, the things on the wall. Pop, one Papa Bear or whatever. Yeah. So everyone coming in takes one, and the opening sequence is they are handed to a to the stage manager. The stage manager separates them into two, into like a receipt half and a and a half for for to remain on the stage. Takes them, stacks them, and leaves them on the stage. And I I I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to assume that all. Um, all of our after show listeners are going to watch who have Hulu are going to watch it between now and the time we record in two weeks. And so then we can talk about it then once you've all gone and had a chance to do it. Or, I mean, we could do that thing where we say, hey, pause the show now, go watch it and come back. <laughs> well, We're not we going to do But I haven't seen it yet, yeah. so I won't It'd be, be able counter, to do anything be counterproductive. But you should see it because what, what ends up happening as a result of those. Um, those self-selected identifiers mm-hmm. is legit the the most remarkable thing I've the most remarkable piece of stage mentalism I have ever seen. Like it, you you are you watch it and you cannot believe you're seeing what he's doing. You cannot believe it. And so this is this is my recommendation for you. Y'all have to go watch this. It is it is touching, it is emotional, it is astonishing, and I'm so mad <laughs> that I didn't know about it when it was playing for a, to a year and a half in this uh-huh. city where I live. <laughs> just over there. Where I yeah. reside, just over yonder, where I could have gone and been in the audience and seen this, because it's exactly the sort of thing I love. And and Aww. actually, I I mean I love I love stage magic. I love seeing mm-hmm. stuff. But there was a show a few years ago, uh, written, produced by, directed by Teller of Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. um, and starring um, uh, was it his name wasn't Tom Robbins. It was something. It was something Robbins. I have to look it up. But it was it was about the um, it was about uh, mediums and the the con of being able to to speak with the dead and it was called play dead and it was i mean it was it was a one man show like mm-hmm. this but it was it was it was in a tiny theater and i saw it in previews in las vegas and then got to see it in new york a couple times and it was it was the same sort of thing like you walked out thinking how did he like i can't be- <laughs> i cannot believe what my eyes are telling me mhm and if you go watch in and of itself, you're going to have that same reaction. And that sounds it, awesome. It, it's, I can't wait. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's legitimately amazing. And I am, I'm just so mad that I didn't go see it. When I had the chance. I no, it was no one told well, me. You'll just have to no wait one until told it comes me. back, oh, right? Because it's yeah, going to come back. We'll be optimistic not gonna be the about same. it. Not going to be the same. Well, um, what's the what's the Hulu thing that you were thinking of? So the Hulu thing that I wanted to talk about, um, I can talk about because I'm not giving anything away. Uh, it's called Letter Kenny. And um, it is hilarious to me because it's about a small town. And so uh, every episode starts the same way. There's like a title card and it says there are 5,000 people in Letterkenny. These are their problems. <laughs> and that's it. And, and it's um, a town. It's like it's, it's a, a town it's, in, it's a in town. Canada. So um, there and there. So there's two things to be aware of if this is a show that you want to watch. Okay. Um, uh, there are. For some people, uh, very strong Canadian accents. So um, every once in a while, it can be hard to parse what somebody's saying, especially if they talk very quickly. Some mm-hmm. of them do talk very quickly. Almost everybody on the show uses all the words. It kind of always sounds like when we do the show after I've had a rock star. It kind of <laughs> sounds like that. Um, Mike, you've heard me at like full speed, and it's almost that like all the time. Wow. So think on Wow. That. Yeah. Um, keeping in mind that I'm the person that always said uh, the smart speed feature, the, the smart speed feature on everybody's podcasts just made me slower. Um, <laughs> so keep in mind 
Uh, you may want to occasionally turn we, on the subtitles here. We th- we thought about subtitling this show, Crystal Meth for Your Ears, but we were told that would <laughs> that would ruin our search. That would attract a totally ruin our, our search engine optimization. Wrong kind of audience. So no, we. Yeah. But but that but 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 folks who know know that that's the brand promise of the Kelly Guimont podcast is. <laughs> Yes. Audit, crystal meth for your ears. Crystal meth for your ears. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's really entertaining. It's about um, some people in a small town. There's uh, a couple of people who are sort of the, the, the main characters on the show who are Wayne and Katie, and they live on a farm. They're a brother and sister. They live on a farm. Um, uh, they have a couple of friends. Uh, Squirrely Dan is how he is referred to, and uh, Daryl, who uh, they call Derry about half the time so at one point you know there are a, a series of events that happen which give him the the nickname legend dairy and um but like all the kind of stuff that happens of the show like all of all all the stuff that happens reminds me very much of where i grew up which was nowhere near five thousand people but it's very much like rural uh you know gravel roads like people have nice you know there are people that have like the work truck and the nice truck and all that kind of stuff um and it's it's just a fun show and you know you get to learn about like the relationships with people and you sort of watch everybody's character arc evolve over time mm. um <clears throat> they're half hour episodes i can tell you that um i am trying to remember how many seasons there are i want to say that it's um that there's nine seasons um but the seasons are short like you know it, it's maybe like eight nine episodes a season and they're half an hour so um you can really wail through it if you want to uh <laughs> so uh but uh also there's a lot of language so if, okay. if uh, that's a thing to be aware of this may not be a thing for you and the grade schoolers to watch together um just be aware uh <laughs> maybe it is i don't know i mean maybe. depends on the grade schooler i imagine um but yeah, there. Um, so there's uh, the faction that's the the hockey players. So uh, they get sort of derogatorily referred to as the jocks. So there's the jocks, and there's like the the group of guys that uh, do a fair amount of drugs and uh, sort of uh, skulk about all the time. You know, trying to act dark and gothy, and so they're called the skids. And mm. then um, there's. Uh, and then there's uh, <laughs> so, and they have like they have you know terms for everybody. So then there's like the hicks, right? The people on the farm, and so like the the terms they have for each other are always really entertaining to me. Like uh, the skids will come up against the hicks and be like, "What's your problem, shirt tucker?" And I just like that to me is a really funny thing to call somebody as like a mean name. It's so weird. Yeah, it's a weird. But it's a weird shirt, flex. Shirt, shirt tucker tuck- is really funny um there are uh nine seasons right now um they did not have the uh resources uh you know between money and everything uh to continue filming but uh we have heard they did start filming season 10 they're supposed to be hopefully um there's a 10 and an 11 coming um when they can sort out you know testing and insurance and all that sort of stuff to continue filming right um but it's a really entertaining show to to me because i grew up in the wilderness but i know a lot of people who did not grow up in the wilderness who also really enjoy this show so um it's it's uh, a lot of fun to watch and like really if you watch the first episode up until the opening credit mm-hmm um, that will tell you everything you need to know. If you watch that and go, what on earth is happening? This is just too weird. Like, I, I can't get behind something like this. You can be done. It's like, yeah. you know, five minutes. Um, if you watch that and you're like, this is weird. I have no idea what's happening, but I, I, I would like to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show's for you. It's very easy to tell if it is or is not. I like not. that. I like they put that they put that that diagnostic right up front. <laughs> they Give really me. do because if you get to that, uh, you'll hear like opening theme music and there's a little there's a little card that says Letter Kenny on it. And like when you get there, uh, you will absolutely know if this show is for you or not. 
And if it's Good. not, that's fine. I, it very clearly is not going to be a show for everybody. But if it's for you, boy, do you have a treat ahead of you. It's very, very entertaining. I am, I am super looking forward to it. I mean, I, I, I am frequently thinking nowadays about how there are there's stuff queued up that I, you know, not only do I want to watch, but I want to have watched it. Uh-huh. Like like season three of Westworld and <laughs> you haven't and seen it yet. No, Mike. I no, Mike. I haven't seen it. I I know. I feel bad. Well, so in my you my should point. feel bad. You're friends with me. You haven't watched. The... <laughs> Come on. I should feel bad. I'm friends with you. Yeah. No. Well, nice self respect there. You should feel bad, exclamation point. You're friends with me, comma, and I host a podcast about this very show. I kind of thought maybe you would have fun enjoying uh, the home for crackpot theories. Um, To be be clear, you're not wrong. And (laughs) if I took that upon myself of, oh my gosh, insert name of friend here has a podcast about insert name of thing here <laughs> i should really avail myself of it yes. i would i would have i would do nothing else like, You'd i have no other no time. time i know I no other time but, but how many of those other people are people you also have podcasts with zero zero see it is a venn, it's a venn diagram of one <laughs> however um, so my venn diagram is a circle <laughs> it is at the it's moment. It's entirely possible that's a thing. I get it. Um, um but so, the, my, so I haven't I haven't West done that. Westworld season ha- 3. You need Westworld season it. 3. Um Star Trek Discovery season okay, 3. Okay, I haven't done Discovery either. So okay. like we, we can feel bad that. about that together if we must. Billions Billions season 5, like start of season 5 oh! or whatever. I it was so good. I I I'm a, and and I I have to personally apologize. Like the Venn diagram of Kellys I know who have a vested interest. <laughs> it's in also this a circle. It's also a circle. <laughs> now I know more Kellys than 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 just the two of you, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm really far behind. But what I found is I, I, I find it, um, I just I find it almost intimidating because I'm like I I could spend time doing that, or I could like watch another old Law and Order episode. And yeah. there's there's something meditative about, about the Law and Order a, about the doing watching something you've wa- like you've been mm-hmm. through already. Yeah, there, where where the novelty is gone, but the enjoyment remains. There's a reason um, I have seen Empire Strikes Back as many times as I have. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, I feel that I am behind, but I will take the recommendation of Letterkenny for at uh, at face value. Watch Billions first, then Westworld. Then Letter Kenny. When am I going to watch Discovery? You can put Discovery wherever you want in that list. I'm just giving okay. you the ones of what we've just discussed. Um, I don't know when to watch Discovery. I can't find time to watch Discovery either. Um, part of the reason for that is because I got reeled into Dickinson while I'm talking mm-hmm. about shows that if that it is either absolutely for you or absolutely not for you. Uh, Dickinson on TV Plus is another one of those. Uh, watch the first episode. They're like 25 or 30 minutes right in that neighborhood. Yeah. I think. And um, if you uh, if you watch that first one and you go, what on? No. What are you talking about? No. Um, don't continue. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not a show that's made for you. A thing that I appreciate about shows like this mm. is that they can be made now because... TV is for everybody, but you don't have to make TV for everybody, if that makes sense. Like, there used to be three channels that was it. You know, three hours of programming a night in prime time. Yeah. The end. Um, You know, so that's 21 shows a week, you know, if you've got an hour drama each or whatever. And, and that's it. And you're, and you're done. And... That doesn't have to be the case anymore because when you make when you set out to make a show like Dickinson or a show like Letterkenny or a show like Discovery um, or even you know a show like Westworld, even though that's that's HBO, so it's still for a whole lot of people. Like it's not for everybody. They're not making they're not making Westworld the same way that they would write and create something like Lost or because um, we make the the Westworld Lost comparisons a lot, but those are 
they're not necessarily for the same groups of people. And that's one of the great things about it is like if you are a Star Trek nerd and you want to enjoy Star Trek, you can go watch Discovery and that's awesome. Um, but the, the way they make Discovery now is not the way they made Next Generation, which was, you know, destined for syndication from the get go. It's not the way they made Enterprise, which was a network show. Um, none of that. So I think it's really interesting how shows have evolved over time. Mm. And so, like, like you, your audience doesn't have to be, uh, you know, everybody or almost everybody or whatever, right? Like, it can be, like, a, a select group of people. And as long as you can find those people, then you're good. And I, I, I think that's where the peak TV stuff comes from. People have been talking about peak TV because very early on, um, you know, AMC decided uh, Mad Men doesn't have to be for everyone. And that's yeah. fine. And Breaking Bad is not for everybody. And that's fine. <laughs> it's, and, that's the, it's the Kelly Guimont of shows about crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, to t- I have to tell you something. Um, and you can feel free to cut this out of the show, but I have no, to tell you. No, no, no. I, I, I don't feel free to do that, but go ahead and tell me. Okay. That's not how you say my last name. What? Gamont. Tell me how it... Gamont? Gamont. As like 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 a pack of gum on? Like G apostrophe M-O-N-T. Gamont. I've been saying it wrong for 12 years? Well, not 12, but yeah. On podcasts and everything? Wow. Uh-huh. Gamont. Okay. There you go. Well, yeah. thanks for thanks for setting me straight. Thanks for still being my friend, even though I was saying it wrong all that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, it's the the smallest mispronunciation. So, like, I don't, I didn't care that much. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because I was on MacBreak Weekly mm-hmm. um, wow. a couple weeks ago, Mazel tov. and I'm going somewhere with it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Leo pronounced it the same way. And then as, as I as I do as you as you historically were, until this moment, um, and then Andy Inatko sent me a note and said and like the whole like you and I are doing a podcast together and I'm really excited I get to do a podcast with Andy is a thing that goes back like a decade yeah um, and so uh, so Andy sent me a note and said I just wanted to thank you for coming and spending time with us it was really nice of you to come and 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 uh, you know sit in the guest host seat. I have an awkward question for you. Um, was, what? And I'm like, it's probably not that awkward. Andy, go for it. You know. And he goes, and so he said, like, are, is is uh, is Leo pronouncing your name correctly? And I said no. And he said, okay. And I I told him the same thing. I just it's, told it's, you. A, it's, it's actually pronounced Kalai. <laughs> oh no, not that name. Sorry. <laughs> I said, yeah, it's Kalai. Uh, that's why. He, that's the party screwing up. Um, I should have gone with that. And I said, no, it's like G apostrophe M O N T, like Gamont. Like that's you know it, that's what it is. As I like, as I'm fond of saying, it used to be French. And uh. so Andy goes, "Thank you." I wasn't sure, and I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, uh, because he said I didn't think it was right, but then I wasn't sure, and then I didn't know, and so I just wanted to ask you. And I'm like, yeah, Gamont, that's how. And he's like, okay, so there you go. So because wow. it was something on my mind, I was like, oh yeah, I probably ought to tell Mike about this. Too. Well, we're not going. Of course, we're not going to cut this out of the show. It's important. First of all, first of all, it's important for our listeners to know that from this point forward, it'll be pronounced correctly as Gamont. Um, <laughs> but for me, for me having stretched the opening syllable. Um, <laughs> for so many years, I, I this is a this is an important lesson for our listeners. So number one, if people <laughs> I'm not mis- trying to teach anybody, no, 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 no I am. I'm just trying to you're not trying up. to you're not trying to make this a teachable moment. I'm making it a teachable moment. Okay. Um, number one, you. you know, if when someone says, "Did I pronounce that correctly?" Tell them the truth, um, mm-hmm. because it doesn't hurt. Like they're asking because they want to know, not because they they're yes. looking, not because they're trying to shame you for having an, a difficult-to-pronounce name, but because they would like to pronounce it correctly. So answer them and yes. answer them truthfully. Number two, you may find yourself in situations in your life living where... Living in a shotgun shack. I'm living sorry. in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. Um, speaking of things you have to watch... Oh, my God. Hold that thought. Okay. Remind me in a minute. But okay. um, you may you may find yourself in circumstances in your life where... 
something that has gone un- something went unspoken or didn't feel like a big deal or didn't feel like it was worth bringing up early on in your interactions with another human being <laughs> like and this like this <laughs> and you let it go I probably corrected you at one of those parties in a dark, loud place in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and which is so that's why it never <laughs> stuck. Didn't didn't sick. Don't. That's not a good place to do that. However, it's really not. But but like, it, if you if you didn't make the correction or make the adjustment or give the person the uh, the new information at that time, it's never too late to do it. It is there. You're going to go through like an uncanny valley of awkward. Where there's a point somewhere, somewhere a couple years in the relationship, like, well, I just can't tell them now. It's too weird. But then you'll come out the other side, like we have I, when you've when you've known each other. That's where I was for, for a long like, time. Years was like, it's fine. It's not like you're. It's not, it's not like you're pronouncing it something else. You know. So yeah. yeah. But 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 like you can you can get through that. You can shorten that uncanny valley of awkward um, by. By actually being being able to say, "Hey, can I tell you? Can I tell you something? It's kind of weird, but I'm gonna tell you anyway." Um, that <laughs> well, I meant to tell you that's, before that's the show, not my and then hair. You were like, "Let's go," and I'm like, "Okay." So <laughs> oh, here we are. See, and also give people room to tell you stuff before you start recording. <laughs> but no, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you said it. I will. Okay. I, I, so I thank you. Come on, I will uh, make an effort to do it correctly. That's but, okay. But, you know, course correct me if I And don't. I will totally understand if it doesn't happen immediately. That's totally fine. Um, like I said, it's like the smallest adjustment of pronunciation. So you get it much better than like people used to get it on the phone. It was one of the nice things about getting married and getting a different last name was people would call the landline and they would go, hi, I'd like to speak to Mrs. G-. And I'm like, whatever it is. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. That's I think you mean me and I'm and I know the answer is no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I my so favorite know. my favorite is that um I get a lot my my wife has and my wife and children have a different last name because that was the deal we made mm-hmm. uh in our relationship and I frequently get, you know, uh is this Mr. Hoover? I'm like <laughs> no, but <laughs> But I can tell you something that you don't know, which is that uh, I am not left-handed. Um, but the other, the other thing that's very funny is that uh, hi, uh, my wife Heidi, Mrs. Mrs. Mike, is Heidi, but her full first name, her real first name, is Heidi Marie, with, okay. a, with an E in the middle instead of an I. So Heidi spelled with an E, followed by Marie. Uh-huh. All one, all one name, not okay. not a first and middle. You know, a a a, a reasonably common. You know, German or or Nordic name, but very like essentially unheard of <laughs> in the U.S. And so it is a source of unending delight when <laughs> when people call. It's like, yes, I'd like to speak to Heidemary. I'm like, I don't think you do. I don't think you actually want that. I know you want to. It's not <laughs> I happening. I would love to. I'm like, I'm sure you'd love to. That's not a thing that's going to be happening. It's good to want things. No. <laughs> no, not not really. Um, but yeah, so I so yeah. Number one, correct people if they pronounce your name wrong. Uh, number two, uh, it's never too late to tell somebody, hey, by the way, I should have told you this a while ago, but I'm telling you now. <laughs> Yeah, but I should have told you in 2010 feels kind of bad now. <laughs> I, should, I should have told you in a in like two decades ago. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like it's it's sort of like I actually, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to do a shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Harry Wilson. What's up, Harry? Hi, Harry. Um, who I hadn't spoken to in a while. And we had a video call today. And um, at... <laughs> At the end of the call, he said, so you you heard about the unfortunate incident, did you? Um, and I had not. And he actually, he, he had a partial amputation of his finger, which, <gasps> he, which he showed me on camera. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> I, was, I was beside myself. And I thought, oh, my God, when did that happen? Like, how out of touch am I? And it turned out it was like, it was in January, but... Okay. Well, we're not out of January by much, so it's not like no. Yeah. It, was, it was, but it was early yeah. January. It was like okay. the weekend after New Year's. I was yeah. Like, oh my God! How did I? How did I not get caught up on that? And yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, it was like, he's, you know, if it's 
all well and good to have a strong practice around your Jerry Garcia cosplay. However, <laughs> wow! There, there's there's a point at which it goes too far. That's, that's a commitment. <laughs> that's commitment to the bit. Yes, and I I I did make a Jerry Garcia joke. He's like, yes, my children have given me all the Jerry Garcia jokes. I was like, because they're good kids. They're good kids. I really thought you were going to go with something like, uh, you know, you heard about the incident. What incident? My Lady Gaga port is broken. Or something. <laughs> no, it was going to be like, I listened to your show and you didn't know. I now I heard you on the pod. I heard you on the thing. <laughs> I tried the, to plug my headphones into the HP port and I can't figure oh out why god. it's not happening. Yeah. Oh my god. The uh, well. <laughs> It's the thing. It's this thing about this these uh, audio these RSS feeds with embedded audio files. They're on the real internet, and every now and then, someone will someone will come back and say, "Hey," and they'll make a reference sometimes to something that I've forgotten because there are a few shows behind. Yes, and it's super awkward. <laughs> yeah, I do come have on. the excuse of like, you know, I do at least one podcast like every day, right? True, I say true. so much stuff into a microphone, I kind of don't remember what that's referring to. Um, oh, speaking of saying stuff into oh, go ahead. I, I there, want, no, that was because yeah. I, I say a lot of stuff, and yeah, I say it very stuff. quickly, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. Very rapidly. So, so, so the the viewing recommendation. I think we talked about this a few months ago. Something you definitely should watch if you are an HBO Max Max mm-hmm. Maximilian Maxian um, <laughs> is the uh, the David Byrne um, American Utopia. Oh yeah, yeah. Film filmed version of the show. Oh my god, I'm pretty yeah. sure we've talked about it before. We so have. so. So good. Yeah. So but good. Also, and yeah. You should watch Stop Making Sense. If you, you have should, not, or yeah. if you have not in a while, yeah. uh put it back in rotation. Yeah. It's one of those and, things that you should dust off every once in a while and enjoy and then go on about your day. And both of these things, Stop Making Sense and American Utopia, and also in and of itself, you should watch with your AirPods Pro and your iPad in Dolby five point one. Yeah. Because they will do the thing. They will do the spatial audio thing. The spatial audio, yeah. S- which is su- which is great. Super weird. Um yeah. Anyway. Um, well, we talked about we talked about Dickinson, and I was going to take that off into Ted Lasso um, sure. because it's another show that I love, and part of the reason I wanted to talk about it is because a, if you haven't watched it, you should, and if you have watched it, you should watch it again because it's still fun the second time or the third. Mm-hmm. Ask me how I know, and uh, part of the reason, and yes, that's why I'm not watching Star Trek Discovery is because I was going back through Ted Lasso for the third time, but um, Ted Lasso got nominated for some Writers Guild Awards. Like the it got a Glo- Golden Globe nomination, but um, like I hear interesting stories about how things get nominated for Golden Globes. Um, yeah. So, but the Writers Guild is like other people in the Writers Guild who go, "Hey, I watched. You know, that is a really well written piece of work," and yeah. it got Writers Guild Award nominations. So I'm very excited about that because it just sort of validates that the uh, construction of the show is really good which it feels like i mean i'm not like a tv critic or something i don't do this for my job i just really like watching tv and stuff and uh part of what i enjoyed about it was it felt really well made and it felt really well assembled yeah uh, both like the story and the characters and you know all the little moments between everybody and all of that like it felt like it was very well done and i like stuff that is not and so, but I like it anyway, and I can tell the difference between like something feels really well made and really thoughtful, and the plot has been considered, and like the stuff that happens as you watch these episodes that stacks on each other, like all of those bits and pieces are deliberate. And I've watched some stuff that's pretty slapdash, and mm-hmm. you know, and loved it, um, even if it wasn't maybe as good as it could have been. Right? Um, I still love it uh, because. Like, I can love something and still appreciate that, you know, maybe it's not very good as a film or as a TV show or whatever. Um, But that doesn't change my feeling for it. And this always felt really good. Not like something that I that I love and, you know, oh, I really love it. You should check it out. But like, it's really good. You should check it out, which is a different recommendation. Yeah. Um, And so that was why I was excited to see the the Writers Guild Award stuff. Uh, We talked about them this morning. Um. Because uh, Charlotte came on the show and talked about, uh, and we, we talked about how they'd gotten some awards, some award nominations uh, this year. And it was interesting because it was a variety of stuff and not just, um, you know, oh, well, we got, you know, uh, the morning show 
got some nominations and now there's more morning shows so we're just going to give the morning show more nominations like it was different stuff <laughs> so yeah, it was a variety yeah mix and match yeah because uh, wolf walkers uh got nominated for a couple of golden globes as well and bill murray got nominated for his performance in on the rocks which is another movie on tv plus i gotta so, check that out i'm a big yeah. i'm a big bill murray fan i gotta check, yeah, that out. check it out tv plus is another thing it's like it's there i should be i should be enjoying of it and it, mm-hmm. I'm, i gotta i gotta get into it um, i'm gonna tell you dickinson i was like eh but it totally reeled me in. Like I, I was like, that looks like you know a show on Apple TV. <laughs> but um, totally sucked me in once I sat down and paid it some attention, and I really enjoyed it. And it was worth, it's worth the time, and it's not a thing to put on while you watch other stuff. Yeah, well, like, that, while you're doing something else, is you need you, know, you need sit to sit down and watch. Yeah, dedicate the attention to it. I also haven't watched the second season of The Boys, something I really enjoyed watching on Amazon Prime, and then I was like, second season, that's awesome, and I haven't watched it. And I just, you maybe know, I'm just not in the mood. I don't know. I, 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 well, I won't say I wish that I hadn't, but I didn't enjoy it. Like I enjoyed the first season. Yeah, so. This is the thing about, about, about something about those, you know, speculative fiction, science fiction, fantasy, mm-hmm. like world, the world building that is happening and the, the assumptions that are being affirmed or transformed or turned upside down and inside out that happen mm-hmm. um so much of, so much fun of that is in the first season you get to the second season it's like okay yeah now it's now this is normal um some that's kind of why uh what actually is so gorgeous about something like firefly is that it in in being cut cut brutally short it became it transcended yeah. uh, because it was never yeah. able to get out of that first season speaking of speaking of things that are transcendent and and also <laughs> sci-fi um there's a delightful delightful documentary about um galaxy quest i heard about this yeah it's really it's really good it's like it's it's really good and it's also it's you know how you're watching a movie sometimes or a television show and you're thinking to yourself wow you know that performer whoever it is they are Mm -hmm. clearly having the time of their life like they are yeah. clearly enjoying this gig. This is not just a paycheck. They are having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the Galaxy Quest documentary, and it's like, and everybody in the cast is like, "Man, Tim Allen showed up, and he was having the best time. <laughs> like we're having, all the time, he was having the best time. It's like I could tell. I knew that was true. Um, <laughs> so, and it's also it's fantastic, and it's heartfelt, and it's also like the 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 tragedy of it is like well we were we were set to make the television series the the tv show of galaxy quest which is oh. the tv show inside the movie like they were ready to make the set like the galaxy quest mm-hmm. tv series and and then unfortunately alan rickman passed away it's like and they they couldn't oh, that they hurts couldn't, my feelings it could it yeah it hurt it it, it hurts it hurts it hurts i mean my, it hurts my feelings my in a bunch of ways but yeah, yeah. that one in particular um, it's worth it. But another uh, documentary. Yes. I'm sorry, were you done? I, I was done with, with Galaxy Quest. Yes. With Galaxy Quest. Okay. I do want to watch that. Um I got to watch one uh, on accident, actually. Um that was a this will come as a surprise to approximately no one. Uh it was a documentary about Muppets and I was right there. Um because it made its debut at Sundance, like last Saturday morning at like 9 a.m. was the wow. premiere. And be- just before the premiere, um, one of the Muppet Twitter accounts that I follow said, hey, like Sundance is virtual this year and you can watch the documentary. And the documentary is called Street Gang. And it's based on the book. Um, and I'm absolutely blanking on the name of the, the, the guy that wrote the book. Um, Michael Davis. Uh, was mm-hmm. his name and so street gang was just a book about how sesame street was created and um and it's it's not so much it's not so much about muppets as it is about um uh this is what we were trying to do this is what the people who were trying to this is a story of people who were trying to create educational programming for children because everybody saw how easy it was for children to pick up stuff they saw on TV. And wouldn't it be great if we could reach out in some of those places where maybe kids don't have a backyard to play in or a front yard to play in because they have no yard and, you know, and live like in an inner city situation or something. And we could reach out to them in like three to five years old. And, you know, we can teach them ABCs and, you know, like, 
and one the the phrase that like crystallizes this whole thing in in the documentary it was in the book um there's this moment where somebody says like we've seen the power of of using television to sell things and we decided we were going to use television to sell kids the alphabet wow <laughs> and that's what they, that's what they did like and, and the numerals it's like imagine yeah. arabic numerals as a product it's like okay here's I our am branding not, plan yeah <laughs> we're gonna get the pointer sisters one two and three four five to, six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve and we are going to teach an entire generation of children to count to 12 along with the pointer sisters in my mind, if I have to count something that goes that is twelve or less, it does that in my head every time, one hundred percent of the time. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, there's six. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. What if I need the multiplication tables at Schoolhouse Rock? That's what comes along. Oh, of course. Or I mean, if I remember the adverbs. Um, yeah, lolly lolly. Get your so adverbs. Here. This is a really so the, the documentary was really interesting because. Uh, like yes, it featured Muppets, but it featured Sesame Street, which I think, which is a really interesting uh, enterprise because it started out with a check from the government who said, "Yes, this thing that you want to do is a good idea. Let's right. let's check it out." And then somebody else said, "I know the person you should be talking to about characters for this show, and his name is Jim Henson, and he does like commercials with these weird little felt creatures. You, it's probably great for children's <laughs> for children's television. <laughs> and so they get Jim Henson in, and so uh, there's a bunch of like so you you learn like the mechanics of what went into creating Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and it wasn't Sesame Street like we know it today. It was you know it was it was very different. And um, if you don't know a lot about the story, it's really interesting to find out like the genesis of that idea, how it got shepherded into being, um, you know, all of the stuff that goes into what this show is, and like, and they sort of they sort of stop, you know, um, before they get to like, you know, and after it had been on the air for fifteen years, there was an entire generation of children who were much more fluent in numbers and letters, and you know, all of this sort of stuff when they went to school. And like, we really did make the dent in the universe that we set out to make. Like, they don't say that. I really want for that to be true. I feel like it's true, um, just because like I know my mom was a teacher, and like immediately glommed onto the importance of like stuff like this. And so like there was there was a there's a stretch of time where I remember literally watching Sesame Street mm-hmm. and Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. And that was it. If I wanted entertainment the rest of the time, it was do something else. Um, because she knew I needed to sit down in front of those programs and learn stuff like asking questions and being nice to people and learning about stuff and letters and numbers. And let's talk about signs and who are the people in your neighborhood, you know, <laughs> and all of it. And so, the show is really interesting and they talk about, uh, you know, some of the difficulty they had and, and all of that. And then I got to see some of the Q&A at the end with the filmmakers uh, because I was I got a ticket online for the premiere screening. So I got to see the whole thing. So I got to see like the, the, the Zoom call at the end where everybody got together and talked about different stuff. So um, it was a lot of fun and it was really interesting. And uh, if you're interested in like how TV gets made this Mm -hmm. is for you if you're interested in muppets this is for you if you're interested in sesame street this is for you if you're interested in education this is for you like the intersection of all these things is right here in this program and it was really good um i think it's like an hour and a half hour and change like it was not a terribly long uh uh, documentary yeah like so it's not it's not you know i i need to i know i'm gonna need to pause in the middle and go get a snack or anything like that like yeah it was but it was really interesting and it was a lot of fun to watch and you know some of the some of the the classic moments that we all know are are in there and like there's stuff in there for muppet nerds like um (laughs) the infamous still shot of carol spinney who plays both oscar and big bird um wearing big bird's legs as he's got his hand up through the garbage can with oscar on his Mm -hmm. arm um, which is a very weird picture <laughs> the first time you see it. Um, like, because it's Big Bird's legs, but then there's Oscar up over here, and it's like all the same person, and it's a very disorienting thing. Um, they talk about, like, um, they talk to the people who who are the actors on the show, you know, the people on the show. They talk to, uh, you know, different folks who had different 
contributions to it over time. And it was really, really interesting. So. Hmm. I, I mean, I have to, I, I feel like it's something I have to watch because so much of my, uh, my early childhood brain development goes, goes along mm-hmm. with Sesame street. Um, but yeah, I have to, I'll have to get my Sundance on and check that out. <laughs> I th- well, I don't know what happens to it now. Hmm. Um, like I don't, I don't know if any deal was made to purchase it or anything like that. I don't know what kind of distribution happened. I didn't hear anything about like the aftermath of it. Um, but, uh, it does exist. And, and, uh, like, I don't even, I couldn't find a website or anything for it. I want it when I want to talk about it. I was like, Oh, let me just send people here. Right. But I can't find like the, you know, the, the documentary website or anything. So I don't know, um, you know, if they even have a website for it or anything like that. Um, relatedly, you can watch uh, Frank Oz got a bunch of people together who worked on like the Muppet show. And so this is very a strictly Muppet thing called Muppet guys talking. And you can watch that one where they talk about um, uh, what it was like working on the Muppet show and what it was like to, to perform together and you know how all that stuff came to be. And that one's really fun too. Um, they do have a website and you can buy the movie direct from them. They release it themselves. Um, and it and it is also apparently going to it was acquired and will be on HBO and HBO Max in the spring. So Oh, Street Gang. Yes, Street Gang. Yeah, Street Gang. Not okay, Muppet yeah. Guys Talking. Muppet Guys Talking is a separate one. But yeah. yeah. Um Street Gang, yeah, it it's it's really good. I'm glad that it's gonna get uh some more attention because it's been it was it was really fun to watch. Uh, well, I I yeah. hopefully check it out. Go ahead. That was all. Okay. Um the one other thing. Oh my gosh! Is it the one other thing I wanted to? Well, so yeah, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, <laughs> um, yes. and and maybe this will be the maybe this will be the last topic of conversation. But um, today was the first day I checked out uh, Clubhouse, which uh-huh. for the folks folks in the know, it's a it is a uh, in private beta iOS app that is an audio. <laughs> well, like. If if the if the original chat app is IRC and everything else is IRC <laughs> as an app, yeah. Um, so this is conference calling uh, or party lines, but as an app. So it's they could have just lines. called it party yeah. lines. Um, but it's it's surprisingly effective, in part because it doesn't have any other shared UX or back channel or anything like that. It's just either you're talking or you're not. Um, and I kind of like it. I mean, I'm I'm still deciding how I'm going to use it or if I'm going to use it. But I thought it'd be fun to do a uh, maybe try a after show listener um, clubhouse. So I'm gonna sometime between now and the next show, I'm going to set that up. <laughs> we'll we will advertise it on uh, on the uh, after show Twitter, uh, yes. which is the, the underscore after show. It'll be some afternoon. Kelly and I will get on, and we'll we'll hang out. We'll schmooze. It won't be recorded, but we'll certainly be we'll certainly be informative for uh, for the show. Well, and anybody, it'll any, certainly be something. It'll certainly be something. And <laughs> anyone who is around and wants to join in um, will be very much welcome um, to to join. And that that does remind me, of course, that of our listeners who admit. To listen to the after show and let us know. <laughs> uh, we are going to let, we're going to let them know that we appreciate them. So hi Tom Bridge, hi Kelly Ocoin, hi Chris Fuller, hi Dave McGee, hi Daydre, hi Lenny, hi, hi Brittany, Javi. hi Javi, hi, hi Info Brittany. Driveway, <laughs> hi Info Driveway, hi Phone Boy, hi Diane, hi Patrice, hi Lori, hi Lori Duncan, hi Happy Birthday Lori. Happy, I know this will be late, but it, today. it will be late. But Happy Birthday Lori. I yes. gotta call her. I owe her a call. Yes, go call her. And happy birthday. Not happy birthday. Thank you for listening, Tony Walla. Um, <laughs> if you are an after show listener, you can let us know at the underscore after show on Twitter. And we promise that if you admit in public to listening to our show, we will thank <laughs> you on the show for doing it. it we is do ex- have a list now. We, do, we, we have a list that we have for shared, 2021. We have an official list. Shared yes. list of hellos. And um, it's transactional. Basically, all you have to do is say, yes, I listen to the show. If you wanted to tell other people, say, hey, you could go to aftershowpodcast.com or www.aftershowpodcast.com um, or Simplecast or aftershow.simplecast.com. Any one of those will work. 
and or you can go to your podcast or choice. You're you're looking in your in your podcast app for the after show with Mike and Kelly. Yeah, because there's a lot of things called after show. You're looking for the after <laughs> show with Mike and Kelly, and uh, share it with your friends. Let them know. Uh, maybe they'd be interested. Uh, we we can't promise anything. We can't. We really can't promise anything. Um, <laughs> but we can tell you that there is the best a podcast can get, and there's also this. So that's what we're here for. <laughs> I feel like that's inadvertently our slogan now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get sued by Gillette. And we got to make it worth it if we're going to get sued by Gillette. (laughs) There's the best and also us. The best best and also us. Welcome to the after show. The best, but also us. Also also (laughs) us. Kelly, where indeed can people find you? Good Lord. I'm not even sure anymore. Um, Mm. You can find me five days a week hosting the Daily Observations podcast over at MacObserver.com. You can occasionally find me on Mac Voices Live over at MacVoices.com. Uh, Chuck Joyner uh, records that live on Tuesday nights, and it's sort of open mic. So anybody that wants to can swing by and hang out. Um, he streams it on YouTube, and uh, it's I think it's a Facebook Live event, too. And anyone that wants to can, can show up and be part of that conversation. And um, so I show up there occasionally. Um, you can find me over at The Incomparable, where I talk about a variety of pop culture things, usually Star Wars. Uh, we just had a really rambunctious episode of the game show on the game show podcast that you mm-hmm. can go listen to called Be Decked. Um, or everybody showed up with a deck of cards from a game and then we tried to make a game out of that. And uh, it's of all the podcasts out there, it's certainly one. Um, <laughs> it, uh, you know, much like our clubhouse meetup, like it's certainly something. Uh, you, you, yeah. Um, it, it was a blast to do. We had the best time. It was really, really funny. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, also at The Incomparable, you can yes. find Kelly... Lisa Schmeiser and Don Melton, who have spun up a new offshoot called Maximoff Overdrive to talk oh. about WandaVision. Uh, to talk about WandaVision, a uh-huh. show that we, we were going to talk about, but neither I've not seen. <laughs> so. Yeah, so all I'm going to tell you is you need to watch it because now I have a podcast about two programs that you're neglecting and we need to fix that. <laughs> And the WandaVision episodes are like 25 minutes each. I I think what you mean to say is you have two podcasts about shows I'm neglecting, not a podcast about two shows. But I (laughs) I take your point. I have a whole other podcast about another show that you need to stop neglecting because they're like 25 minutes each and there's only four episodes right now. Okay. I will. I will. Here's my commitment to you and to the listeners of the after show. (laughs) I will watch all four episodes of WandaVision that are released and and presumably the fifth as soon as it comes out Uh this, this weekend. Okay. If if mm-hmm. you go back to your your incomparable colleagues and you say, "Okay, officially Mike would like to be a guest on the show at some point." <laughs> okay, I will t- I will ask them. Okay. You get not a, We not do a, have a No, we have a rotating ultimatum. we have a rotating guest situation. We we want to have people on the show. So, okay. yeah. We have a we have a chair number 4, but we were we've been working it out. So, uh, when that becomes a thing, I will put you on the list. I appreciate it. Speaking of guests, we're going to try to get uh, my friend Michael McWaters, uh, formerly of TED, <gasps> yes! here here on the show. Uh, we're gonna we we did not we did not think to invite him tonight, <laughs> but we will invite him in the next couple of weeks. Um, Michael is great, and he's he's delightful to talk to, and he will be a, a fun. We will invite him guest. when uh, now that we've we've maybe nailed down this whole scheduling thing. Um, he, w- maybe could, we can do could that. Be. We yeah. we have we have it within our control, um, <laughs> as opposed to like texting him. What are you doing in an hour? Yeah, <laughs> it's usually again. I refer you to my comments at the top of the show <laughs> about our planning process. I know you can find me at Mike T Rose on Twitter on micro.blog, where it is one of my uh, New Year's resolutions to improve my consistency and me presence. Too. Really do need to do that, and uh, you can also find me occasionally. Uh, on In a Few Minutes with Ken Ray. Um, and you can find us both at The After Show, the underscore after show on Twitter, mm-hmm. aftershowpodcast.com on the webs. We will be back in precisely or thereabouts two weeks. <laughs> precisely so, or not. Precisely or not. <laughs> but you can't, that's like unique. You can't say 
somewhat precisely. That's it's like, true. It's like it's not. It's like very unique. You can't say it. Yeah. We will be back in approximately Soon? two weeks. In the meantime, stay safe and stay well, and we will catch you soon.